Welcome to Stock Gods Odds and End Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen. Good evening, Rob. Evening. How are you tonight? Good, thanks. So Good. again, we're here trying to get our bearings and uh, jump on the week ahead here and see what Stock had, Odds has in store for us in terms of the odds and any ideas. So um, Yeah, well, let's just first uh, say sorry about last Sunday. We did do a, a session, but the recording didn't work for some reason, so um, uh, we didn't have anything to post, but Dave and I did have our meeting, and um, we talked about... Uh, you know, a potential rebound uh, for oil and a potential rebound for the markets. And, um, you know, we seem to have gotten that uh, for the week. And so um, some things, you know, definitely uh, played out as we discussed. We're, we're hoping to be helpful uh, to you guys this uh, week as well. We do have the end of the month and the beginning of the new month on Friday. So it's uh, an interesting uh, week, of course. Um, and we'll hand it over to Dave here to, uh, well, actually, let me let me do the futures first, and then uh, I'll hand it over to you for the groups and seasonality, okay? Sure. So uh, since uh, the futures opened here tonight, um, we have... The Dow futures are down 0.34%. The S&P futures are down 0.35. NASDAQ is down 0.42. And the Russell is down 0.48. So Russell is a bit ahead in terms of uh, pulling back a little bit. Um, flipping it over to, um, you know, to the... Short-term chart here. As we were opening, we did initially we did initially pop up just slightly, and then it's been sliding down with lower highs uh, over the last few hours. So, um, not sure where it'll be when we open. Um, the VIX is also notched up slightly. Getting into uh, crude and stuff like that, um, we did pull back a little bit. Crude uh, on the WTI is down 3.05%, and the Brent is down 2.84%. Um, so it's a significant pullback, and it seems to be kind of connected more to what's happening in Shanghai and the lockdown and stuff like that. Because there were some uh, other refineries and other, you know, and there, and Russia's going after the, uh, you know, oil and and food chain uh, as well in Ukraine. So um, I don't know that this would be a sustainable pullback. We may again see another rally off of uh, weakness in oil because, uh, you know, it's we're still in play here. This thing is not over by any stretch of the imagination. So. Um, but it is pulling back temporarily. So, okay, over to you. Yeah, so um, we're approaching the the last three days of the month. Uh, Friday, this past Friday was uh, day one of that last five days, and there is something unique. Uh, so, for for the spider, when you look at the last five days of March, it's expected to have 1.26 percent performance. But when you look at the last three days, it's expected to have only 0. Two six. So it's majority of the gains are supposed to be in day one and two, 
of the five days. So these last three days are still expected to be up, but not as much. Then the groups within that, uh, the, the Russell is expected to outperform. So um, the IWM, uh, 0.72 relative to the, sorry, 0.31 for the spider, right? So almost twice the performance out of the small caps. And um, things like technology, QQQ would expected to underperform. Um, there is some unique symbols popping up in terms of travel, like the airlines are expected to, to vastly under, underperform the spider the last couple of days of, Mar of March. So I looked at the JETS ETF, and that's an interesting one, minus 1.75 relative to the positive 0 0.31 for the spider. And um, financials are expected to outperform too. So there are some interesting sectors here. Um, uh, discretionary is not so great, but uh, I think utilities utilities are, are much greater. So it's a little bit risk off, I think. And um, the, the interesting symbols for uh, travel are CCL, expected to vastly outperform. Um, NCLH, it's a really um, down one. And um, some of the airlines, American Airlines. United's not as good, but... Um, American Airlines of the, or the Jets ETF um, are expected to be pretty good um, short shorts, right? So there are some interesting stories there, and um, this, I mean, it, it's uh, of the five-day seasonality. The last three would have some robust signals, but um, there's yeah. still some there. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's just address uh, what could be skewing the data a little bit. So if we go back to 2020. You know, in March, we had a significant meltdown in the market, kind of culminated in the March 23rd. Um, some of the groups did start to bounce back a little bit more uh, faster than others. Um, the airlines and crews and so on. Um, so airlines are under industrials and, and uh, cruise lines and things. They... they uh, did not bounce back as quickly. Like they took a, a longer runway to, you know, get get kind of turning around. And I think that's because, you know, it was quite obvious at the impact in those groups. And remember, we had a, a few cruise ships that were, you know, locked out at sea basically, or couldn't couldn't find a harbor <laughs> or to pull into, or um, I know there was there was quite a bit of disruption. So um, I would I would say that looking back at the data, 2017, 18, 19, they did have similarities in the last few days of March. Uh, the cruise lines did pull back anyway, but then the, in 2020, it was greatly enhanced because of the you know pandemic. So I think that skews the data to a little bit more negative than it might otherwise have been but but the seasonality is certainly there I could I you know I can agree with that and I would you know I wouldn't be having a problem using those as shorts um, but I would like to find you know something that has an opportunity to outperform right so what are yeah. some strong groups that you see for uh, for the last three well, days financials and utilities uh, those are two solid ones. Hey, let's stop. Stop with the the financials for a minute. Okay. Have you noticed 
we just had a massive, I think, a historically uh, a significant move in bonds. Um, the bond sell-off has been just huge, um, and that's continuing tonight as well. Yeah, the tenure is uh, at two point five percent right now. So, yeah, like so, look at the look at the two-year. Um, you know, it's it's the bonds are selling off. And the yields are rising, right? Mm -hmm. So that's supportive for financials as well. It is. Yeah, we've seen this direct correlation. Anybody listening can certainly uh, put this into any chart and go, you know, just take a look at uh, what's happened with the bonds, you know, and use TLT uh, as as a proxy for that. Um, and look at what's happened over the last, uh, you know, six months. And then... Um, look at financials and you can see that inverse relationship financials have been stronger when bonds are selling off and so this rising interest rate thing is better for money-centered banks insurance companies and things like that so um, you can use that in your trading so i wouldn't have a problem you know going into this week with long financials and you know short some discretionary names like dave brought up with cruise ships airlines things like that you know that that seems to fit a, a long short model that that uh, you know would be seasonally um you know conducive and uh, and probably uh, would would pay off uh, quite well for the week so um anything else on your radar there no, not in terms of the almanac. Okay. Um, so let's talk about metals for a minute. Um, I notice silver is performing pretty poorly. Um, it's you know it's has it's had a lower high, and it just really only had that spike at the beginning of the war and into March there, it uh, it spiked up pretty good and made new six-month highs. And then it uh, pulled back from that and it's made a lower high and it's, it's weaker here tonight again. Um, so it doesn't seem to be too sought after right now, hey? But, but you mentioned before too, that's more like tied to utility right being if the economy is strong it's going to be utilized right and if the economy is weak or we head to recession right it's kind of a consumable metal as opposed to gold which is just thought of as a hedge against inflation or risk uh, yeah. riskless well, assets yeah i mean both gold and silver look like they're a bit softer now um as we're you know the war's still continuing no signs of letting up no signs of of peace or or a true ceasefire or anything like that going on so um but you know gold is is kind of on the back burner gold and silver both but you're right silver is more the utility um you know contrast that to crypto which um we're we're back up over forty five thousand on bitcoin us dollar we're trading at uh, we're up 4.92 percent right now, up 2,200 dollars, and uh, it's at 46,943. Um, so I think 
that like that 45,000 area has been significant over the last three months. And this whole, you know, use case, um, it again, I, I hear I hear references to crypto being helpful for uh, funding some of the Ukraine initiatives. Um, there might be, you know, people in many countries that are taking a look at it. I think if a you know central bank goes and, and and buys some crypto, that will give it more validity. Um, but the way it's looking now, it um, you know probably wants to make a run up to the fifty thousand. And if it can get over fifty, um, there's a good shot that uh, it could head back you know to test the highs that we had in uh, November. So it's it's interesting. Um, there seems to be, you know, it's not it's not fading into the into the distance. It's it's coming back a little bit stronger here, um, and it's up for the year, whereas the market's still down for the year, right? Uh-huh. So it's showing a little bit of risk appetite, even for this week, if it's up. Well, and, and that's important. Right I'm glad you brought that up because it is important, as. There are many tech companies in the NASDAQ 100 that are very significantly related to blockchain and to Bitcoin specifically, right? You know, Tesla obviously still has a holdings in Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, I think Tesla was going to sort of slow down its um, or halt its uh, manufacturing in shanghai because of the lockdown but so that could be a little bit of a drag on it but bitcoin you know could give it a little bit of a an upside move uh i don't know if you noticed but tesla did get it back over a thousand yeah and um you know and there's you know the the uh, stock odds has it pretty positive over the next uh, five days uh, up i think two two to two and a half percent or so uh, move um, but if it can if it can get back up towards 1,200, let's say, you know, they may do a, a split on it, go another, do another five for one split like they did before, mm-hmm. and then uh, that would make it a candidate for inclusion into the Dow Jones, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to have a lower price in order to you know be a candidate for the Dow 30. Yeah. Uh, because it's a it's a price weighted index, not a market cap weighted index, right? So you can't have a price of you know coming into it at a at a thousand or more that's going to throw it off, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if it's split, if they split it five for one, that would be that would be helpful. Um, so this you know I would I would tend to still be favoring in this bounce if if the market can kind of maintain a bit of traction. I think some of the tech stocks still have a room to come back. Um, and then, you know, your some of your staples or basic materials, you know, gold and stuff, you know, may not perform form as, as well as what the tech area could be. So, um, so it's really uh, critical that you watch like the Qs, the NASDAQ 100 and, um, and see it, you know, look for any signs of risk on. Bitcoin being one of it, some of the tech names being another one. Um, looking at the map of the market, how we ended up on um, on Friday, well, obviously energy was quite strong. We had that fire 
uh, at one of the refineries, and that um, boosted it, you know, in mid-morning sometime. We had uh, Berkshire B's been, been really good, in all the financials, insurance, and things like that. Uh, we had healthcare was good. And they, and what was softer on Friday was some of the semiconductors software like CRM into uh -huh. now those were, those were all down a lot. Um, you know, Apple's been on a pretty good streak. Have you seen that? It's been on yeah, like, like what yeah. nine, 10 day streak or something, I think uh, yeah. it's quite amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, even Tesla streaked for, I think it streaked up for eight days and then took a pause. Um, <clears throat> And it was down a little bit on Friday, but um, Home Depot lows down. Now, normally home improvement in terms of seasonality tends to still be doing a little bit better this time of year. So we have to look and say, okay, how did Home Depot do prior, like did it already have its move sort of in December, January, February ahead of the spring season? Um, but normally I find that it's still running fairly strong into right into the beginning of April and then it kind of tapers off. Right. So as a lot of a lot of these groups tend to move ahead of their peak seasonality. That's, again, market factors in things that it knows or can anticipate. I can't get away from that. It's just something that I repeat all the time. The market tends to factor in everything that it knows or can anticipate. It's just not very good at factoring in shock and awe surprises, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. So, um, but uh, yeah, so energy, REITs, utilities, financials, healthcare, um, some tech, all had a pretty good day on Friday, and we're looking for to see if the market, uh, how it will be opening tomorrow morning. Um, just going to go back to the futures chart here a sec and take a look at the NASDAQ 100 specifically. So we did, we did break out a little bit on Friday to a high that was higher than, than Thursday and then pulled pulled back a little bit. Um, and now we're opening, well, if we open around here, we're opening just below Friday's close. And so I would definitely frame it by Friday's low. If we take, if we take that out, we're probably uh, gonna be cycling back down. And if we take out Friday's high, um, then good shot at going back to our February highs. Mm -hmm. So definitely focus on, then that applies to the S&P as well. February highs is the target for the S&P and for the Dow as well, NASDAQ. And Russell, well, you know, it's stuck in a channel here. So February does have a high. We had a lower high here in March than February, um, but it's it doesn't have much to move to get get to the top of that channel and if it breaks out of that then um you know we could take a run back to 2200 or so remember the best six months of the year for the russell should be normally from november 1st until april 30th and this particular time we've 
seen it spike initially in November. Remember those the good few days that we had that very first week in November in the Russell, mm-hmm. pressing some of the small cap stuff. And then the first day was huge. It was no, like the entire month's performance. It was like five percent or something for the for the day. Yeah. And then we've been down uh, ever since that uh, first week of November in the Russell, and it's been performing uh, far worse than um, any other three horsemen there. Okay. So this week, um, depending on on how it plays out, there could still be a turn of the month effect into Friday. If we close fairly weak on Thursday, um, it could still set itself up for the Friday. The yeah. only caveat to that is that Fridays, we've been seeing some mixed themes, but mostly we've been seeing some risk adjusting for the weekend, right? Uh-huh. Because of what's going on geopolitically. Um, so that would be the, the the tension there. It might it might close lower on Thursday. It might open higher on Friday or or bounce and have a nice rally. And then maybe in the last hour of Friday, we sell back down a little bit, taking a bit of risk off the table for the weekend. Um, until then, you know, um, the last three or four days here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, if I was going to call it in terms of up potential, um, I would say that the first three days um, should have the best up potential. The last trading day of any month is always, um, you know, tends to be some deleveraging. Um, you know, funds do cut back a little bit to meet their net capital com- com- uh, calculations, uh, institutions, things like that. So. So, like, just allow for a little bit of pullback on Thursday. And, um, again, if we get really nice discount by the end of the day, if you like to take stuff overnight over the, you know, turn of the month effect into the new month, that could be uh, quite beneficial. So, play it by ear. Anything else? No. Let's let's see how the week goes. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to focus on... Um, staying a little bit more away from oil if I can, um, just because I think it's going to be, you know, highly volatile and a little bit unpredictable here with so many different forces on it. Um, I'm going to, you know, look at the financials as a long candidate because of the pressure on the bond still. And, um, I think the uh, REITs could also be performing okay along with the financials. Um, the only pr- the only problem with that is, um, you know, we have seen some housing pressure. Some of that pressure has showed up on uh, Home Depot and Lowe's, I think, as I was talking about earlier. And, you know, so that that also might color the sentiment in the REITs, but normally they should be okay along with the financials with the bond move, But but again, you know, if there's uh, the home pressure uh, and, you know, commercial pressure, we still uh, may have that sell-off too. Um, 
consumer staples are probably okay either way. I mean, there's some good pickings in there. Discretionary, I think you have to be, you know, a little bit careful on some of the discretionary names. I think you still have to be careful on valuations. Um, you know, it can swing where they just start pressing a little bit more the value proposition and again, take some money off the table on this more speculative things. Uh, China, I think, is starting to roll over again. We had a pretty good bounce on the China stocks. And uh, with the lockdowns, I think it's starting to roll back down. So just be careful there. And um, the VIX is notching up a little bit. So it's still staying elevated. And the thing with the VIX is when the VIX is high, you have to allow things to swing both ways. You don't get that nice, gentle drift all day long, you know, that you can kind of sit back and, and count on, you know, you've got to, you got to be more quick to lock your profits, you know, take the inflection points, allow the market to swing both ways. Okay. So as long as volatility is high, you know, just keep it tight. Okay. All right. I'll let you go. All right. Sounds good. Good luck. Take, take care. All right. Thanks. Goodbye.